You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Praise God. Can we throw up the slide? Thank you, Keith. I want to talk today. You know, um, this is supposed to be Blue Monday tomorrow, the most depressed day of the year. But I think because all of the strong signs are that we're coming out of two years of a bit of blue experience, it probably doesn't have the same feel. But it's still January. The weather is still cold. The days are at their darkest. There's loads of things going on. People are still trying to pay off bills after Christmas. And I want to do something in the middle of the winter, even though we're starting to come out of it. But I just want to talk about how about heating yourself up a little bit, just as you all have your winter clothes on, do you not? Okay, some of us are in our t-shirts and shorts. No, we're not. We've got winter clothes on. I want to talk about how can we warm up spiritually? And is it a biblical thing? that we have a bit of spiritual spice, as I call it, in our lives. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. But I begin with this. I have here in my hand a potato, otherwise known as the humble spud. Now, the thing about this is that when uh, people from around the world, we've often had pastors from around the world, and they say, What is Irish cuisine? What kind of dishes do Irish people like? And usually we say, potato, potato. And people think it's all about potato. The thing is, and I grew up here, and so, you know, every day we had one of these in one of its forms because that was the Irish way. And, you know, I remember about four years ago, really nice bunch of young Indian uh, students started coming to church from India. And I could see one of the lads, and he seemed to be struggling a bit. And I just went up and I said, how's it going? And he said, you know, they, they tend to be very polite people. And he said, very good, Pastor. But his eyes weren't telling me that. And I said, are, are you okay? Are you struggling with the weather? And he said, no, Pastor, I'm relieved. I don't have the intense heat anymore. I said, okay. And I said, how about your accommodation? He said, yeah, it's very comfortable. I said, are you struggling in college? Is your course going okay? He said, no, that's going okay. And I wasn't having this because there was clearly something up. And I said, but, but what are you struggling with? I won't say his name. And he said, oh, pastor, the food is very bland in Ireland. And I said, of course it's bland. Your taste buds are blasted out of it, boy, with chili powder or whatever you're having. But he thought the food was bland. And I get it. I get it. But you know what? Sometimes spiritually, you and I just get into a bland diet spiritually. And it's almost like we're not tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. You do a Bible study yourself and a taste and see that the Lord is good is all over the Bible. Now, just to get a bit of spice going today, I have here in my hand as well a gift voucher. And it's a 10 euro gift voucher for Starbucks. And I'm going to do a little quiz just to spice things up. It's first of all open to those who weren't reared in Ireland. And then, if nobody knows it, we'll open up to the Irish, or the ones born here, okay? So, this is known as the potato or spud, 
but what is this known as? And you've got to stand up and put up your hand and shout it out if you know the answer to get the prize, okay? So open first to those who weren't raised in Ireland. What is this known as in Cork? Stand up and put up your hand and shout it out if you know it. No, no, you've got to stand up. Grace, Grace, yes. No, is it Grace or is it a... a does anyone know? Anyone know who doesn't come from Ireland? Give them a clue. Nobody. Ah, Janie, it's just as well you're in the right church. You've got to know these words. I, who is it? Ah, Ayla, you've been living here for... <laughs> and your husband and your kids are Irish. Go away, how did that you chat, sir? Ayla, I promise you this. If none of the people who weren't reared here, you get first answer, okay? Hang in there now. Does anyone know? Whoa. Okay, recently I was driving past a greengrocer shop, it was during the summer, and they had a big sign up and they said, new pops for sale here. In Cork, these are known as poppies. Goodness gracious me. Isla, you win the prize, because you knew it. Come up and take your prize. You knew it was poppies, didn't you? Yeah, no, okay, okay. <laughs> well done, Yaila, you're a good bit of crack. No. Do you know what? I'm going to have to start, we're going to have to start educating you. If you live in Ireland, seriously, if you live in Ireland and this is your home, try and learn some of the words. You'll integrate way better. I, I was shocked a couple of uh, years ago. I asked a bunch of new, new uh, people living in Ireland if they even knew what the word Taoiseach meant or Garda. They just didn't know what the words meant. Just learn a handful of words. I'm telling you, it'll help you integrate way more. And it'll break down the walls. Anyway, poppies is really important, isn't it? Yes. Now, just for the... Just to clarify it, it's actually a Cork word more than all over Ireland. I don't know whether they have it in Kerry, do they? No, I think it's only Cork. Anyway, okay. So the potato is a bit bland, if that's all you have, but I want to talk about spiritual spice. I'm going to be looking at uh, Romans 12, 9 to 15, and I pray, Lord, bring your word alive today in Jesus' name. Let's dive in and look at how can you and I warm ourselves up. Because after two years of the pandemic, some people who used to be sitting where you are this morning are in the deep freeze. Their hearts are as cold as ice spiritually. But you know what? I think an awful lot of us, because we face stuff we never faced in our lives before, we've got a bit of a chill in our souls. There's a bit of a chill spiritually going on. I know it. I can see it in myself and I'm fighting it, but I can see it in so many. A bit of a chill. It's like we wouldn't go to the deep freeze, no way, but we've been in the fridge for a little bit. You and I need to heat up. Mike and I had a curry together on Friday. I cooked a curry and we, we met up and, and we had it and I put turmeric in it because it really heats up a curry. I want to look at the spiritual spices. There is a lie in the culture that you and I live in. And it says, if you're spiritual, you're really boring and it's dull. That is a lie. Who'll say amen? amen. 
Christianity is the most exciting, alive experience you can have on planet Earth. And it doesn't take away your sanity or your health in the way that heroin or alcohol or sex addiction or any of that stuff can. Let's see what God's word says. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So be joyful in hope. Bless and do not curse those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Love must be sincere. I do not believe anyone. If you say, if someone looks you in the eye and with total sincerity and energy looks you in the eye and says, I love you with all my heart, that you're just unmoved by that. If you are, Michael is going to cast the demon out of you after the meeting. Amen. Love must be sincere. There is nothing more alive and passionate and spiced up than genuine love. When someone loves you, and how much more will someone love you when they first love the Son of God? Because if the love of God is in your heart, it is impossible. Impossible not to love others. Show me someone who always is fighting and hates people. There is no love of God in that person. It's impossible. How, the Bible says, how can you say you love God if you hate your brother? Love is a passionate word and it is full of spice and it is number two in the list of the fruits of the Spirit. Romans 12, 9. Hate what is evil. Well now, Pastor Tom, there's no hate in the kingdom of God. Yes, there is. Oh, there's hate. Oh, there is. Now, in West Cork, the word for heat is pronounced hate. We're not talking about that. We are talking about a bit of heat, but we're not talking about West Cork heat. Hate what is evil. What should you hate? Of course, you and I should hate different things. We should hate addiction. You might, we love the addict, but you hate the addiction. We should hate pedophilia. It's evil. We hate it. We should hate ideology. Look at uh, Hitler and the Nazis when people like Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer with his life hated an evil ideology. Or Corrie ten Boom over the border in the Netherlands who stood up against the Nazi death machine with the Jews. And she and her sister and her father were willing and this, the other two gave their lives. They hated an evil ideology. You and I are called to hate what is evil? Who'll say amen? amen? And tell me that's not fire to your soul. Because it is fire. It is fire. Cling on to what is good. The first lockdown, we didn't see our grandkids for 10 weeks, I think it was. My goodness me, when they saw us, to Denise and I, they clung to us. And we clung to them. It was such a long break for us because we see them so regularly. And you know what? When someone clings to you, just think of someone you really love that you haven't seen for a while. And they come and they cling to you. And you cling to them. And you might say, I'm not touchy type. Do you know what? Get over yourself. Give them a good hug. Who will say amen? amen? 
when someone clings to you, it warms your soul. And the Bible is all about clinging. It goes on and it says, be devoted to one another in love. You come into a community and you see people who aren't out to abuse you. They're not out to have a laugh off you. They're not out to manipulate you or do something like that. They will love you. They will be devoted to you in genuine love. I want to be part of a community like that. And you know what it's called? The Christian church. Maybe not all churches for whatever reason, but most churches. The Christian church is a life-giving community. Be devoted to one another in love. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. One of the 12 apostles was called Simon the Zealot, and he was a revolutionary. He was against the Roman occupier, the Roman system. In Ireland, we grew up um, Based on on the Irish War of Independence, there was a whole generation of revolutionaries who wanted freedom for Ireland. My own grandparents, male and female, among them. But they were revolutionaries. They had a fire in their belly against something that they deeply disagreed with. Simon the Zealot was full of zeal, full of fire. You never met a nondescript revolutionary. Oh, sure, whatever goes, goes. I mean, that just doesn't work. If you're zealous, you're not kind of on the fence. A, a, a hurler on the ditches, we say in Ireland. You really believe in it. That is spice to your soul. And Simon the Zealot got the big revelation. It's not about changing government or system. It's about changing the hearts of men and women who will say amen. That is the revolutionary call to you and me. And that is the call of the Christian church. You and I are called to be revolutionaries. To do all we can on the short little time we have on this earth. To see men and women's heart changed revolutionized from being believing in the things of time to believing in the one who is eternal and outside time and we're called excuse me to keep our spiritual fervor what's your fervor our fervor is your temperature have a hot temperature for jesus have a bit of fervor and a bit of temperature a bit of energy you might say i'm not the energetic type it doesn't matter your soul isn't physical. It's spiritual. You can be the most laid-back person in the natural, but you can have a fire going on in your soul. I remember the first time I ever went to a Christian conference where we went over to England and we saw 10, 12,000 people. And I remember a whole bunch of people in their 80s. I'll never forget it. And they were dancing before the Lord to the music. I... If I had false teeth, they would have fallen out. I couldn't believe it. They might have been physically weak, but spiritually they were on fire. Hallelujah. Keep your spiritual fervor. And here is where two years of lockdown and health warnings and constant shadow has been attacking your soul and my soul. And we've been in the fridge because we're afraid and kind of keep ourselves chilled for a little bit longer. But you know what? The spring is coming. To quote the Taoiseach when he was talking on Friday about we need to sing together again. Well, we've been doing that anyway. Hallelujah. We need to sing again. We need to see one another's smiles again. 
and our fervor, our spiritual temperature is all about that. We've been in the, the fridge. It's time to let the chill go, brothers and sisters. We're told to be joyful in hope. Now, joyful in hope. Be full of joy. Full of it. Every now and again, you get someone say, I think you're a bit fake. You're always kind of putting on a happy face. Oh, we are not fake. Who'll say amen? What you see is what you get. The joy is genuine. We wake up in the morning and we can't wait for the day. Just because you have issues, don't put it on us. Just because your dog has fleas doesn't mean every dog has fleas. If you have an issue with joy, do not put that judgment on others. We are full of joy genuinely. Why? Because it is a fruit of the Spirit. If the Holy Ghost is in you, number, number one is what? Love. What's number two? Joy. It's an evidence of the Holy Spirit in you. If you've got no joy, I know we can go through difficult times. I'm not saying that. But if you've got no joy ever, I really wonder, do you have the Holy Spirit at all? I would question your faith. I really would. I would question your faith if you've never had joy. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Be joyful. And look what he says. Be joyful in a whole bunch of us across the leadership teams went up in November to a great conference in Kildare called Ark Ireland. And when we were up there, Pastor Ray Johnson from uh, Bayside in California quoted the scripture. And now these three remain, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, faith, hope, and love. And he made the brilliant point when he said, you'll hear loads of sermons about faith and you'll hear loads of sermons about love. But you almost never hear anything about hope. And if you and I don't have hope in our lives, it's all over. It's all over. If we lose hope, we lose our lives. We Do you know what? Hope is like the middle child, isn't it? It's like the middle child. I was the middle child. Hmm. So I was in a family of three, an older sister and a younger brother. And I've, I, I, I'm, you know, my name is Tom. I'm a middle child. Uh, I go to middle child recovery groups all the time. Uh, we have one in the church for the middle children. And uh, we all have the same testimony. The oldest child got all the attention because they were the first child. And then the youngest child is the little baby. Oh, he's lovely. And the middle one is whatever there, you know. So you have the oldest and you have the youngest and then you have the middle child. By the way, who's a middle child? Maybe you had more than three in your family. Put up your hand if you're a middle child. I'm going to ask you to stand just for a moment. <laughs> you see all these people here, the middle children... Somehow, you learned to get on with it. We're a bit like hope. But you know what? I want all the older and youngest children to give them a round of applause. Because middle children are here despite it. Well done. Thank you, guys. It's a bit like hope. It gets forgotten. But we're called to be full of joy in our hope. Do you have hope for the future? And it's not just because it looks like this pandemic is really beginning to change. Do we have a hope for our future anyway? 
Because the God I know is a God who pours out hope. Why are you so happy? I don't believe you. You know what? I can't but be happy. I can't but have joy. Because the God I love gives me the joy. And every day I have hope. I have known people on chemotherapy with a deep hope in their hearts and a joy that goes beyond happiness. It's something powerful. That is a spice for your soul and for my soul. Bless and do not curse those who persecute you. When you bless someone, it's full of power and energy and spice. Even when we weep with those who mourn, that weeping is life-giving. If someone you know is, has a broken heart, let's say someone dear to them dies, or they get terrible news, and you're with them, and they're weeping, and you start weeping, your tears are tears of life. You mightn't change anything, but you'll show them that you love them, and someone is weeping with them, and it helps them. Even in our tears, brothers and sisters, there is a joy, there is a life, there is a spice to use that word. And it says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Hallelujah. I love Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite books. There's a time to weep, but there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn, and there is a time to dance. Here's, here's something I've struggled with. If you've known me for a while, you're probably going to roll your eyes and say, here he goes again. But <sighs> I, I, a couple of years ago, I was down in, many years ago actually, I was down in Carrigaline, and I was in the cafe, and I, I just decided to do some notes in my Bible. And I suppose you don't see too many people reading the Bible in the cafe. Maybe that's it. Uh, it's before we got the apps on our phones. And uh, this lovely old lady came up to me and she said, I see you're religious. And I said, I'm a Christian, yeah. Oh, lovely. She said, do you have great devotion to the mother of sorrows? Oh, gosh. How do I answer that one, you know? Well, I said, I, I have great devotion to Jesus. And you know what she said to me? And I say it with respect. Now, I'm not getting at anyone's religion. Please, I'm not. But she said, I don't mind Jesus, the mother of sorrows. And some Christians, do you have devotion, Michael, to the mother of sorrows? Do you now? Some, some people, it's like the more sorrowful you are, the more sober you are, the more spiritual you are. You have two people and one person is joyful and bubbly and, and great faith and hope and the other person is very serious and has a critical eye. It's like the serious critical person, they're really spiritual. The other fellow is just, you know, in the flesh. Like, where did they get that? Where, where's the scripture for that? It, it's just not there. Yes, there's a time to weep. Yes, there's a time to mourn. I get it. But if it's all weeping and all mourning, something is wrong. Love, joy. It's, it, it's equally true with, um, and I've, I've, you know, some really good Christians, but it's like, it's all peace by the river. You know, he leads me by peaceful waters. But, but it's always just peaceful. Like, there's never any kind of energy. It's just peaceful, like, you know. And it's just, I just stand back in the presence of God. And it's like, yeah, great. I get the peaceful rivers. I want to be at a peaceful river. Amen. 
We all do. I get there's times we stand back, but there's times we need to dance as well. There's times we need to rejoice as well. It's just either all mother of sorrows or it's all just peace by the river. You know what? A balanced Christian life will have a good bit of spice. So Mike and I had a curry, but then last night I had um, poppies. Yay! It's like, well, I'm not going to eat spicy food all the time. So there's going to be times when you won't have it. But to the lie in the culture, and let's not kid ourselves that we're not influenced by the media and by people at work or wider family who aren't believers. It's like Christianity is this dull, boring thing. It's mother of sorrows or it's falling asleep by the river. No, it's full of life. We'll say amen. Amen. Here's a very brief run around the mountain. Time is against me. We see in Acts 4.31, the Holy Spirit shook the house. The house shook to its foundation. 1 Kings 18 and also in Acts chapter 2, you see it all over. Fire fell from heaven. Fire, you know, the thing that burns you, the thing that really is alive. Sorry, how shook. And Mark 5, demons were cast out. And you see that all over. And when demons were cast out, it wasn't, ah. I won't mimic it, but we're not talking about, you know, peace by the river. We're talking warfare. We're talking zeal. We're talking fervor. We're talking Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So you cannot go through scripture. You know what? I bought another prop. This is my Bible. If you really want to do away with fire and with spice in the Bible, you're going to have to take this. I challenge you, take the scissors. Are you really going to start cutting all those verses out of the Bible? Really? You see, I don't want to take anything out of the Bible. Who'll say amen? Yes, there's times when we will weep and mourn. Yes, there's times and seasons where we will be deeply peaceful and almost like back a bit. But you cannot take a Bible to the blessed word of God. Sorry, you cannot take a scissors to God's blessed word and cut out that whole corpus, that whole body of evidence that tells you and tells me that there is spice in our souls by what God's Holy Spirit would do. And I challenge anyone to really follow all of the scripture. That's why a big movement started, oh my goodness me, 120 years ago, people began to use the word full gospel for churches like this. Full gospel. It's like, The danger is we only kind of follow some of the gospel. No, the full gospel has spice in it. It has fire in it. It has the Holy Spirit in it. Hallelujah. Let me quote one of those early known as Pentecostal pioneers. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. What a name. Um, He'd never be raised in Cork without uh, getting a slagging for a name like that. But anyway, very nice English man, a real man of God. And he said this. Pentecost came with the sound of a mighty rushing wind, a violent blast from heaven. Heaven has not exhausted its blasts, but the danger is we are getting frightened of them. This is my last thing. 
Pentecost came with the sound of a mighty rushing wind. If you don't know about it, read it in Acts 2. Read about the fire that fell on everyone individually. Individually. A violent blast from heaven. Heaven has not exhausted its blast. Would anyone say amen? God is still sending violent blasts from heaven. Wonderful violent blasts. But are we getting frightened of them? Brothers and sisters, to fear what God has is, to, is a sin. If God has given us something to help us on our pilgrimage through life, to help us in the good fight, to improve our quality of life, it's wrong that we should be afraid of it. And so my call today, John Band, can you come up? Here's my call today, very simply. Some of us have been in the chiller, not in the deep freeze, in the chiller. And I will say I'm one of them. I'm going to pray a blast from heaven warms your heart, warms your soul, and that you allow a bit of vindaloo, a bit of chili back into your spiritual life, and that we don't settle for potatoes every day of the year. Let's ask God to send his Holy Spirit, and that as we now are entering a season of transition, where we begin by the grace of God to move back as a society, as a church, into more regular living, that we do it with the power and the fire of God. Will you stand with me? We're going to sing a simple song, an old song. It's called Peace Like a River, which we know. But we, it ends with asking God to send the fire. I'm going to do a prayer call in just a moment, so consider these things. But let's sing it first. John. Thank you, Keith. Peace like a river going to be anointing people with oil as well at the uh, Pilgrim Sunday, something we haven't done in two years. But for today, maybe for some here, you've never actually opened up and said, God, would you come in and would you send your fire into my life? And God wants you to make the first step. This is part of your faith journey. Can everyone close their eyes on and off stage? And if that's you, I can't see your face, but I will see a hand. Would you put up your hand and start that process today? I see your hand. I see yours. I see yours. Yours. I see your hands on the back. I think we have five people. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that as you begin that journey, as you open your heart to Jesus in a deep and meaningful way, that you would encounter the one who was and is and is to come and that your life would be transformed by the one who will give you an anointing from heaven and may you have new life and new life in abundance in Jesus' name. And God's people said, for those of us who felt a bit of a chill in our soul, and for some it was minor, and for others it was not so minor, but you're here today for a purpose and at a time like this, and you want to say, oh God, send your fire upon me and let my soul heat up again. I'm going to ask you, and I'm not going to ask anyone to close their eyes. Lift up your hands for that prayer if you want to pray that prayer. And this is where we're really going to start getting back to normal and going to ask you to leave your seat and come up to the top and kneel down. Maybe you don't have the courage to do it, but can I challenge you? Have the courage. Could you make your way up to the top and kneel down and we'll pray together before we close the service. Let his fire come upon us, warm our souls, heat up our hearts and may the Holy Spirit start moving again because we are not prepared to accept a chill in our souls anymore. Hallelujah. You can squeeze your way around, guys, or you can just kneel in the in the aisles. I'm going to kneel as well. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands also, brothers and sisters? Now, I'm going to challenge you with this, and I'm doing it myself. Part of this is us saying, I shouldn't have left my soul chill. So we're going to ask God to forgive us. Are you up for that? And then we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit fire. Lord Jesus, on our knees in this building where we worship you when you were honored, with our knees bowed and our hands raised, we say, forgive us, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus, for letting my soul go chilled. We'll say amen. God, we repent. We regret. We turn from it. And having done that in sincerity, with our hands raised, we welcome a violent blast from heaven into our lives. We welcome fire from heaven. We welcome spice, as it were. We welcome your heat. We welcome that mighty wind. God, blow the cobwebs away. Wake us up after the last two years. Give us hope again. Give us joy again. Give us love again. Give us purpose again. Let us become the revolutionary zealots we were called to be. Not to be obnoxious, but to be the life-giving ambassadors you have called us to be. Come, Holy Spirit, let your fire fall. We pray this in Jesus' name and in agreement. The people of God said what? Now, I want you to stay on your knees. We're going to ask the band to sing this song. And I want you to sing it as a prayer before we close. Stay on our knees and let's give our hands to the Lord. John. is 
as we close just stand where you are I'm going to invite you to put one hand on your head and another hand over your heart and it represents for the week ahead your and my thoughts and our emotions and we pray Holy Spirit that into our thoughts we would think life-giving thoughts that make us stronger and help us to recover as fully committed disciples of Jesus can you say Amen and as our hand is over our heart, we pray that our feelings, our emotions, our impulses would be God-breathed. And every impulse and emotion, oh God, that is from heaven, I pray this coming week we would act upon it and bring glory to you and get stronger as a Christian and that any trace of chill would disappear from our soul. This is our prayer. And the men and women who really believed in that prayer with a loud voice said amen praise God may God go with you and may God bless you and as you face into the week may you know his presence amen the band are going to play us out we're serving tea and coffee in the courtyard God bless you and we look forward to seeing you maybe next Sunday